0: Hello everybody, welcome once again to the most must hear podcast, big mouth, small words, sports talk, podcast, boom, I talked a lot about uh, the great UFC and Bellator fights coming up and uh, I also talked a lot about the New England Patriots, I talked about how fucked we were talked about how Brady doesn't really care anymore. I talked about how the defense blows. There's a bunch of gutless bums at wide receiver. They're not athletic at linebacker. Then to my own credit, hey, I did say Tom Brady could very well shut me up. And for the moment, fuck my life, he did. And uh, I want to start this podcast with the first segment of Humble Pie featuring Patrick Kearns, your boy. Humble Pie is what I had, which I'm totally fine with. I told a lot of people to let me know what they thought send me a couple messages i got a few but one of them one of them was fucking fantastic so uh, i'm going to play that one now and then we're going to recap that patriots preseason 2 game so uh, what what was this what was this one? let's 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 listen mr Kearns, what's going on i uh, just want to say right off the top before i forget yes i do think you're swearing a little too much I'd I'd say that I don't want to hear that on my morning drive trying to enjoy the peace and quiet with a podcast and I'm hearing all this profanity anyway it's your main fuck boy Ted McDonald here I think you're overreacting a little too much about Tom Brady I think he could legitimately not throw a football the entire offseason would be twice the band that Derek Carr is. So I think we're totally fine. Uh, as far as role players go, in the weeks that Edelman, Edelman will be out, uh, James White's gonna be, you know, he's gonna fill a huge role. He's gonna be sick. Uh, Chris Hogan's gonna catch four touchdowns in the first two games. Write it down, put it in a time capsule Open up the time capsule week 3 Tell me to fuck myself if I'm wrong But I know I'm right, don't worry about <laughs> it Anyway, uh, first four weeks in, we're going to go 3-1 and one. We're probably going to lose to the fucking Miami Dolphins Just because of the way shit is Always with this team And uh, yeah, I really love the show, fuck yourself And I'll see you around, alright, what do you say? Fuck you, Teddy Mac <laughs> That shit was great though Uh, I appreciated it. Um, he was fucking right about James White. I mean, what are you going to say about that? Hogan even got a score. So, I mean, a lot of the things that he said, even though he's a piece of garbage, he was a hundred percent right on some of it. It was preseason three and one Ted, listen, three and one though, and losing to the Dolphins. I hope that was a joke because that's not happening. But then again, maybe it will. Maybe I'll have to open up the time capsule or maybe you'll have to fuck yourself. I'm not entirely sure yet, but we will see. Um, Alright, so let's get into this Patriots preseason two game. The uh Patriots obviously hosted the Eagle. The Eagle? The Eagles. <laughs> and uh it's been hey, it's been a long weekend. Went to Five Finger Death Bunch Show. Got it going. Went nuts. So anyway, I'll give a quick rundown of what happened in this game. The uh first quarter, the Patriots win the coin toss. As per usual, they defer. That's Belichick 101. Uh, the Patriots' defense comes out, immediately forces a three and out. That was fucking cr- I, In my head, I'm like, okay, like, they looked pretty fucking dominant there. This is a little uh, crazy, but we'll see what happens here. Patriots get the ball. Brady basically gives the ball to James White a million times, as Ted said, hits Hogan on a short TD pass, and then I'm saying to myself, you got to be fucking kidding me. It's like, as soon as Brady gets on there and and plays it all. The whole team goes balls out and they make it happen. Six plays, 72 yards. Hashtag hold their dick on that drive, okay? Also, I know it kind of sounds like I'm upset that they did this. I'm excited. I'm ecstatic. I'm happy that they did it. It's just crazy to me how week one we could play so shitty against Colt McCoy and then week two have it looking like it's all figured out just because Brady's on the field. Uh, Anyway, here we go. Uh, Philly gets the ball. They actually get a pretty sick return. I don't know how many, maybe like a 40-yard return or something. They got in pretty good field position right at midfield. But uh, Chung goes in on a safety blitz, gets a sack, and they end up doing shit on that drive, which they should have done something on. Uh, Not much else to say about that quarter, to be honest. Oh, wait, actually, my bad. Fucking idiot. The most important part of the game happened in the first quarter. Right tackle or guard, whatever you want to name him as, Isaiah Wynn goes down with what looked to be a foot injury. At first glance, I wasn't nervous about it. I didn't think it was too bad. I saw him walking out on his own power. He didn't look like he was in an immense amount of pain. And then a few days go by and we learned that he ruptured his fucking Achilles. So there goes the first rounder. That's fucking insane. Sony's still not on the field. So that's, that's potentially two first rounders that are fucked, which is the worst. Thank God, by the way, that Trent Brown is crushing it right now at tackle, or we would be out of the butt and into the fuck. Um, But now our depth is worse than it was when it already sucked. So we will see what happens there. Sigh. (laughs) Okay, so all right, back to the game. We get a field goal out of that drive. So 10 to nothing good, guys. Everything's looking like it's okay. Four plays into the second quarter. Adrian Claiborne, strip sacks, fucking foals. The fumble is picked up by the rookie, Jawan Bentley, who returns at 54 yards for a touchdown. 17 to nothing good, guys. Now, there's a couple things I got to talk to you guys about on this play. I shit on Van Noy so much in that, in that podcast. And um, the linebackers, all of them, collectively, I shit on everybody, even Hightower a little bit. I said they had to be more athletic. And I stick to that. Jawan Bentley could be what the doctor freaking ordered, okay? He has been flying around to practice. He's always around the ball. He's always making plays, and he is athletic as all hell. So I like this guy. I will be watching and rooting for him. Getting pressure on the quarterback is going to be key, my friends. That is going to be huge for the Patriots this year. So Adrian Claiborne, you keep being big, and you keep getting it going. Um... Now, after exchanging punts again, the Patriots' defense has its shittiest part of the night. Two pass interference calls that were fucked. Rookie uh, Keon Crossan set up the Eagles on the goal line. Third down, Philadelphia scores its first touchdown, 17-7. Seven plays, 6-9 yards. Like I said, I mean, that, that drive was kind of whatever. I don't, I don't even really hate on the defense for that drive because of the two pass interference calls. So... All in all, man, you can't really shit on what the what the defense did. Uh, the Patriots respond. They get a 49-yard drive. 23 of those yards, though, on a screen pass to Cordero Patterson. Got him into field goal range. Gostowski hits a 49-yarder. Better not screw up this year, Gostowski, okay? So the Patriots are up 20-7. to The Patriots' pass rush once again dominates on the next series, man. I mean, they force... The Eagles to punt after back-to-back sacks by Derek Rivers and Kyle Van Noy. Yes, I said Kyle Van Noy. Yes, humble pie edition. I get it. Holy shit! Um, the Patriots then, you know, get the ball. Two-minute offense. Fucking perfection. It's Tom Brady. What are you gonna do? Uh, quickly drives down the field for another score. 20 twenty-yard screen pass to James White. Twenty-seven to seven. Four plays, sixty-nine yards. Holy shit! Then, with under a minute to go, Philadelphia drives into scoring range, but the defense stops them. And on fourth and goal to close out the first half, the rest of the game really doesn't give who the fuck cares. The rest of the game doesn't matter. It wasn't all the starters. So, man, I'll tell you, I, I got to go back to Jawan, you know, like for real. This dude, Jawan Bentley could save that damn D they need the linebackers are going to be such a big deal because yeah, we got some, listen, these are preseason games, so you can't take it all as life or death. I still think what I think about this team, the wide receivers, like, yeah, Hogan caught a touchdown. It was like a three yard, four yard touchdown, whatever it was, but that was off of a broken play. He was covered as all hell for the rest of the game. I'm still totally nervous about this. I know that the defense looked fantastic, but, I don't know. I mean, they come, They got eight sacks in the game total. I mean, they, they did crush it. They did very well. But I'm still... Ne- James White somehow always seems to get it going. I always, like, underestimate that guy. I always look at him and I'm like, it's fucking James White. Like, take it easy about this guy. People talk about him like he's amazing, which, you know what? I mean, I guess he is. He gets it going. He makes it happen. So... James White's doing his thing. Tom Brady is a freaking god at this point, man. I mean, he just goes in there no matter with what you give him, and he makes it happen. I was giving him crap about Tom Brady dough Edition, and no, he, nope, nope. I take it all back with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to make it happen. Barring some random freak injury, he's going to make it happen. So I'm saying that now. Tom Brady is a freaking... God Amongst Boys, and he's going to make it happen. I'm still nervous about the linebackers. I'm still nervous about the wide receivers. Running back-wise, I don't know. I don't know why they keep running Gillisley. I can't freaking stand Mike Gillisley. Now, Jeremy Hill did not have a great game. Don't get me wrong. He screws up a lot, and he does have fumbling problems. Don't get me fucking started on Jeremy Hill's fumbling problems. But I do think that Hill has a lot more to offer than Gillisley. I hope that they can... cut fucking Gilleslie. He's so bad, man. I can't stand him. So, I mean, hey, listen, Cordell Patterson's making plays still. I had talked in the uh, last podcast about how I thought he was making... He was the best wide receiver on the field before. I'm going to say it again. So that's two games in a row that he is... Arguably the best wide receiver that we have. Now, of course, he's going to be a bunch of screens. He's going to be a bunch of plays like that because he's not going to always be making those contested catches. Oh, side note Eric Decker fucking blows. My God. T- you just like if he didn't have a hot wife, he would be completely useless. He is so, so freaking bad. Like, oh my God, I can't stand him. So Decker's not going to help at all. You're going to have to rely on Hogan. You're going to have to rely on Patterson. Dorsett, I think, is a bum. I don't think Dorsett's going to do shit. He's just small and nothing. It's all about the running backs, man. They're just going to have to throw to the backs and make it happen. And Gronk didn't even play, and the offense looked great. So, you know what? The fuck do I know? That's the uh, that's the humble pie edition of the show. <laughs> I'm going to have to get something else on here to talk about because this was fucked. But uh, thank you, to Ted, for... Calling in and doing that voice memo More people listen Hey, listeners Call the fuck in, alright Send me a voice memo I don't care if you text it to me Or if you send it on the Anchor app Send it to me I will be sure to put it on And that's the Patriots preseason 2 Humble pie edition for Pat Kearns That's done Click Okay, so you know what? I'm actually not just going to stop it with the preseason talk. I'm going to talk a little SummerSlam, a little WWE, okay? I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that stuff, so bear with me. I know it's, you know, sports entertainment, technically not a sport, but I'm talking about it. I'm a little fired up about it. I'm just going to go over some of the results of what happened, so spoiler, if you don't want to hear anything, stop listening, but you probably already know because you have social media. Um, So... I'll go over the results, and then I'll go over a couple takeaways I had from the event in, in its as a whole. So Seth Rollins beats Dolph Ziggler, wins the Intercontinental title. By the way, it was not good to be the champ at SummerSlam. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, the New Day won by DQ uh, over the Bludgeon Brothers, but did not get their titles. Uh, Braun Strowman defeated Kevin Owens in a brutal fucking bag beating of the century. Uh, Charlotte Flair won the Smackdown Live Women's Championship in a triple threat match over Carmella and Becky Lynch. Samoa Joe defeated WWE Champion AJ Styles by disqualification so he didn't get the title which by the way I think he deserves but I'll get into that later. The Miz defeated Daniel Bryant somehow. Finn Balor uh, destroyed Baron Corbin as the Demon and Shinsuke Nakamura Retained his United States Championship over Jeff Hardy. Ronda Rousey dominated Alexa Bliss. Made her tap out. Won the belt. So she's finally a champ. And Roman Reigns, unfortunately, pinned Brock Lesnar to win the Universal Championship. Now, God, I hate fucking Roman Reigns. (laughs) Uh, He is the absolute worst. You know, when he was in the Shield and all that and he didn't talk, he was great. But having him talk is the worst thing ever. So one thing I will give the WWE credit for is that I think, and I could be wrong because they like to fuck things up. I think they did a great job setting up Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman at WrestleMania 35. Maybe. I think that would, I mean, the way that they set it up is Lesnar cost Strowman the opportunity to cash in his money in the bank contract and Strowman served as a distraction that allowed Roman Reigns a chance to catch Lesnar off guard so I mean that did a couple things Lesnar shouldn't be the champ he you know is never there and he's always doing what he wants and that's kind of his shtick at this point but he is a huge fucking name and a huge attraction he's gonna go back to the UFC fight Daniel Cormier Regardless of what happens in that fight, whether he wins or loses, he's still huge. But uh, Strowman couldn't cash in the Money in the Bank contract, so... I mean, I would assume that they're going to set something up between those two in the future. Um, Now, that unfortunately means that Roman Reigns has officially defeated Brock Lesnar. That should never have happened. I mean, when they had Brock Lesnar beat the streak against The Undertaker... I don't think anybody should have beaten Brock after that. But now Roman Reigns is one of those guys. So, like, what the hell do they do with him now? They're going to buck him as a freaking babyface champion? Like, ugh. That's not going to work. I can't stand him as is. I guess the only thing they could do is make him a heel. But, I mean, I guess he deserves to be the champ. He's there all the time. So it's cool that the Universal Championship is going to be defended constantly now. But... Oh, my God, he sucks. I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. Um, The Miz versus Daniel Bryan, which I didn't see. It's funny. I didn't even mention that in the beginning because I completely forgot, but I wrote it down as one of my things to talk about. Miz and Daniel Bryan, that feud seemed awesome eight years in the making, like, I loved the video, I loved the build-up, I loved everything about it, and the match fucking blew, dicks the match sucked, I don't want to say that it was the worst match, like it probably wasn't even the worst well, no, it probably was the worst match on the card, man, it was pretty bad I mean, Daniel Bryan always seems to, like, put on a good show, but he had no chemistry with The Miz, like, none zero, I really don't think these guys like each other um, oh, man, it was bad. Like, I mean, I guess the story of the match was, was told okay. Like, The Miz needed to cheat in order to defeat Daniel Bryan. But, like, is this going to, like, prolong the feud now? Like, are they going to keep doing that? Because that if that match was any indication of what it's going to be like in the future, that sucks. <laughs> Bleak future there, man. I, I really hated it. Um, Finn Balor. I had been talking to my buddy Anthony. I was texting him throughout the show of SummerSlam. We were both making fun of the fact that we both like Finn Balor. We think he's legit. Like he should have been. He was. They were ready to put him in a direction to be the champion two years ago. And for some reason, Vince just doesn't think he's big enough, or I don't know, doesn't think he's good enough to star. But they don't give Finn Balor any chance. So WWE kind of ruined finn balor but they can't ruin the demon oh man i mean he's just a badass when he comes out as that character he becomes unstoppable almost undertaker-esque and uh he needed to destroy baron corbin because baron corbin sucks and for him to come out as the demon destroy him i'm hoping they let him do more of that and i'm hoping that that makes him less of a joke because finn balor could make that company some money if they gave him the chance um, I think the coolest moment of the whole thing was Becky Lynch uh, turning heel on Charlotte. I mean, I thought it was fucking cool. Like, Becky Lynch deserves to be the champ. I love Charlotte. Abby dressed up as her for WrestleMania. I think Charlotte's great. But now she's, what, a six-time, seven-time champ? Like... I don't, want, I don't want them to make... She could never be the Roman... What I was about to say is real strong. She could never be the Roman Reigns of the women's division because she doesn't suck. But she is maybe the John Cena. She's continually getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity and people are getting a little sick of her. I'm not sick of her, but I do think they should have given this one to Becky Lynch. Although a heel turn is just what the doctor ordered for her. Man, fiery redhead, sweet ass... Bad attitude. That's all she needed. She just needed the bad attitude. Now that she's pissed, and now that she's gonna cheat and turn heel, I think she's gonna be fantastic. So I'm excited to see what happens from that. Um I don't understand what they've done to, to Kevin Owens. Like, what was the point of having they so they do this thing where like Braun Strowman won the money in the bank briefcase, then they make this big deal about Kevin Owens. Having the opportunity to fight him for the Money in the Bank briefcase, and he's going to get it, and he's going to... Like, Strowman's been beating the absolute bag out of him for the last month, so you're thinking, all right, in this match, they're going to let Kevin Owens, like, really fight him. Kevin Owens, not too long ago, maybe, like, I I don't know if it was a year or two ago. I don't know if it was two years ago, but... When he had Jericho by his side and he was the universal champion, he was fucking good, dude. He was a really good universal champion. He was believable. He takes risks. He's not in the best shape of everybody, but he can fucking wrestle his ass off. And I hate that they're, like, building him up to be a joke. They're almost building him up to be the new mankind. But shit, man, even mankind could get his offense in. They're not even letting Kevin Owens get any offense. They're just having him job for people. I think it's stupid. Stupid. Let Kevin Owens do something, all right? I'm sure all the WWE officials are listening to this podcast. So, but seriously, though, let Kevin Owens do something. Um, Ronda Rousey beats Alexa Bliss. I wish that um, I wish that they didn't just have Alexa Bliss get the just get destroyed. Like they've been building Alexa Bliss for like two years, winning championships on Raw, winning championships on SmackDown, and then I get, like, you want to make Rousey look strong, no doubt, but I mean, I don't know, like, why let Rousey just absolutely destroy her, I thought that was a little stupid, but, I mean, what are you gonna do, it was cool to see Rousey throw her around and do her thing, obviously, Ronda Rousey's a fucking monster, So, it's obviously believable that she would destroy little three-foot-tall Alexa Bliss. But this is not, like, real MMA. It's fucking fake. So, you can make the story whatever you want. So, I think they should have made it an actual match. But what are you going to do? The finish to the Rousey Bliss match offered, like, no real suspense. Like, I don't know. I think they fucked up. I think that was a... That was a real wasted opportunity. Plus, they had Rousey and Nikki Bella in the ring together, like, embracing each other when they're going to have a match in this next all-women's pay-per-view evolution. I don't get that. Uh, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler had an amazing opening match that set up the whole card for legitimate success. Like, Rollins is awesome. Like, him being the Intercontinental Champion... Uh, before, when like he was on that run, he was really holding it strong. Kind of like when John Cena had the U.S. title for a long time and was crushing it with that. Uh, Seth was doing that with the Intercontinental title. He was really bringing that back to relevance. And when they gave it to Dolph, I wasn't upset because I think Dolph deserves it. Man, that guy deserves respect. He's a good fighter. But Seth is kind of on another level right now. So... I don't know what they're going to do now that they brought Dean Ambrose back. I'm, I'm surprised that they had Ziggler lose. But like I said, Seth is on another level. Maybe they'll have Ziggler and McIntyre, like, fight for the tag team champions or championships or something because, that, like, Ziggler and McIntyre are too good to go down like that. Um, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe... I think they just set the the table for uh, Hell in a Cell. And I think it's going to be fucked. I'll say that again. I think it's going to be fucked. The two of those guys wrestled for just under 23 minutes before Samoa Joe won the match by disqualification. It was kind of smart to not have the WWE title change hands when the focus was on the ending of the show. With like Roman Reigns as the freaking focal point once again. But... Man, Samoa Joe said, like, the best line ever, basically. Like, at the end of it, he grabs, he's trying to make it personal, grabs the mic, and he looks right at AJ Styles' wife. And he goes, well, I told you, you know, your daddy was going to come home, but I guess not. But I'll be your daddy. (laughs) That shit was fucking tight. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, These two are going to beat the fucking shit out of each other and it's gonna be amazing it was a great match at SummerSlam and I can't wait for the match at Hell in a Cell and I really hope that they have Samoa Joe win because he freaking deserves it he absolutely deserves it um so that was pretty much the event I probably left out some stuff but those were the things that I took from it but like where like honestly are we going from here like Is Owens, like, can Owens challenge Strowman again for the Money in the Bank briefcase? Like, I don't know how any of that worked because technically that match wasn't even real. Like, is Reigns going to be given the right opponents to kick off his new Universal title run? Like, and and I think that there's a huge problem with the fact, like, why are you letting Roman Reigns main event all this shit? It really is stupid. Put him as the first match on the card. Like, they always have Seth Rollins kick off the show. And I mean, he does a great job kicking off the show, but he deserves that main event. Like, so does an AJ Styles. AJ Styles deserves it. And let me say something SummerSlam was really good, but it was not great. Like, the show delivered the correct results to move the storylines forward, like maybe ignite the slow build towards WrestleMania. But overall, it was far from consistent. In doing so, and, you know, I don't know. I'm not giving it, like, a glowing recommendation right now. I actually really liked it. Like, I liked SummerSlam as a whole, but there was a lot of things they left on the table. We'll see what happens tonight on Raw, and we'll see what they decide they're going to do. But, yeah, that that was my SummerSlam thing. I'll be posting a little more WWE stuff. If you really hate the WWE talk, I can, I can cool it down on it. You want to send me some voice messages? No, I ain't going to calm down on it. I want to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, I hope you liked it. Thank you for listening to Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. Catch you guys later.